Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hi, Kat. How are you? <laughs> I am great, Tanya. I can't believe guys that are listening on here, Tanya and I have not gotten to see each other via Zoom in three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. I mean, peeps, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no. <laughs> and thank goodness we are anal and we record a lot. We record a lot and we always have them coming at you. So even though you guys don't realize it, you know, Kat and I sometimes don't get to hear each other's voice for weeks on end, but you guys still get to listen to us every week, rain or shine. Exactly. You know, in fact, one of my little friends, Trisha, that you know, uh, messaged me this morning that she was listening to our episode on listening and she caught herself not listening. <laughs> <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> I know. So then she had to regroup and listen to the listening episode and on listening and listen to it and listen. <laughs> okay. So to give kudos where kudos belong <clears throat> is actually Trisha who got me onto one of the self-care journals that I chose. Good. And the other self-care journal was one that I had been recommended by another friend. And so the two of them now reside together because they kind of go down a different path. Mm -hmm. Like one is down the path of like, what are you literally doing for yourself? And the other kind of goes down the path of, you know, goals and what steps do you have to take to hit those goals? And maybe the goal isn't specifically self-care, but self-care is part of the stepping stones to achieving those goals. And I feel like if we keep talking, we're never going to get to the thyroid, which we're I know. So maybe this I'm is going to just... be a whole self-care episode. It might be <laughs> when the thyroid goes right to self-care, which is, you know, part of part of the thyroid is self-care. So, uh, well, it is. And you know what? Having when you don't take time for self-care, you can feel overwhelmed. And if you have a sluggish thyroid that can leave you overwhelmed and run down and depressed you know so they do kind of go hand in hand they do kind of go hand in hand so i mean if we continue to plug down this path of self-care we ultimately can make it a two-part or even a three-part episode because clearly i told you i have way too much information for mm. the thyroid now <laughs> but it is important it is critical to know and understand that part of your self-care does involve a lot of the things that also are involved involved in our thyroid care in mm -hmm. general, because a lot of times we may have thyroid issues that are genetic or, you know, passed down, but then we also have a whole class of thyroid problems that are because of weight, because of inactivity, that is because of how we are treating our body, which friends is self-care. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you have thyroid issues? I have a sluggish thyroid, but mm -hmm. not medically clinical, we'll say. Mm -hmm. Not enough to warrant using any drugs to help. But I do know that the things that I do when I do get on my self-care journey, I do know that if I am intermittent fasting, my thyroid is better. Mm -hmm. I do know that when I take off some pounds, my thyroid is better. So I do 
100% know that my thyroid gets as tired and blasé as I get when I feel not great in my body. Mm -hmm. Well, I am hypothyroid. So I've been on Synthroid, uh, the synthetic hormone for uh, regulating your thyroid since, oh gosh, probably 15 years now. So I've been on it for quite a while. And I never really thought about my thyroid before the doctor said, you've got low thyroid. I don't know how you're walking around. But, you know, for those of you that don't know exactly where it is, we all associate it, especially in the yoga world, with our neck, with the throat chakra. And to stimulate, you know, there's so many throat and throat chakra stimulating poses. And those all do stimulate the thyroid too. And it's kind of a little butterfly shaped gland in our neck. And it like, it may weigh like an ounce, but it is huge in what it can do to your body. It affects your metabolism, your mood, your body temperature, your hair will fall out. You've got dry skin, dry eyes. There are so many things that it can, you know, if you have a sluggish thyroid that you can blame on that if, you know, hair loss, poor concentration, depression, constipation, aching joints, low libido, even a higher cholesterol. I mean, I, even at my very, very, very thinnest at 13% body weight, I still had high cholesterol and it's because of the thyroid. So it's really crazy. And an underperforming thyroid can even raise your risk of Alzheimer's. So it's something that you want to make sure you get treated and you just, you don't go along the line of, oh gosh, I don't want to take a pill. I'll eat some Brazil nuts and hopefully that'll give me enough selenium and that'll help regulate it. Eating Brazil nuts will be a good thing for your thyroid and I'll blab about that later, but you know, you don't want to ignore it. If you think you have symptoms, go get tested on that. Yeah, 100%. It's always interesting to me when people talk about thyroid, the misconception that people have between hypothyroid and hyperthyroid. Mm -hmm. And you know how interesting it is when you and I say sluggish thyroid, that's leading towards that hypo side, right? The lower T4 level versus the higher T4 level. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a lot of things in there, including slower heart rate, weight gain, arthritis, but some of the things you didn't mention in terms of the emotional um, effects of the thyroid. I know you brought up like forgetfulness that leads to Alzheimer's or dementia, but also depression, being fearful in the under-functioning thyroid anxiety is much higher. Like there's a lot that goes along with mental well-being as well, which is, you know, another plug for that self-care. Like if we're working the self-care side of things, we can really, you know, help the condition of our thyroid in general. Mm -hmm. But on the flip, when we talk about the hyper side of a thyroid, you know, which is maybe less common, but still not unheard of, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, my sister Lauren's hyperthyroid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. And so now you're talking about people who have unexplained weight loss, they have rapid heart rate, maybe they have hand tremors, where you're seeing people who, you know, just have a little bit of shaky hands, difficulty sleeping, they have 
have trouble with infertility, irritability, muscle weakness. But then interestingly enough, it's almost the flip on the emotion side, the mental qualities of hyperthyroid versus hypothyroid. In hyperthyroidism, you tend to go towards being angered, being agitated, being irritated, like don't talk to me shouting. And then you're like, why did I get so mad? Like, you know, like uncontrolled outbursts kind of thing. It's interesting because we talk about the throat chakra and it is so closely related to the symptoms of an underfunctioning fifth chakra versus mm-hmm. an overfunctioning fifth chakra. Mm-hmm. So your underfunctioning thyroid or your underfunctioning fifth chakra is that timidity like that I don't want to self-advocate, my voice gets quiet and I shrink back into a little flower or the overactive hyperthyroid or the overactive fifth chakra is that, hey, no, you listen to me right now. Like, <laughs> this is my opinion, blah, blah, blah. And your voice just goes up five decibels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, I think it it definitely goes hand in hand. And there's a lot of people that will come to our classes. And I, I'm saying ours because I know they do this to you. I'm hypothyroid. I really want to have some poses to help me focus on that. Now, a lot of times, like when I was first diagnosed with hypothyroid, I thought they would give me Synthroid and it would be like this magic weight loss pill. And I would take this magic pill and then all of a sudden I would be like a supermodel. It's not how it works, unfortunately. (laughs) But, you know, you, I don't know that I ever noticed any weight loss being on Synthroid, but I do know, and I very seldom ever skip a dose. In fact, it's, I don't even know when I have, but when my, and your levels can get off. So even if you're like, well, I already know I'm hypothyroid or hyperthyroid and I'm on medication for it, your levels fluctuate a lot. And so it's important to regularly get your levels checked because I thought I was having a heart attack a couple of years ago and I was, my thyroid started actually working better, I guess. And so I was on way too much Synthroid. And so I was having heart palpitations and all kinds of crazy stuff. And they ran blood tests on me and my thyroid uh, stimulating hormone was way, way, way too much. So, you know, you can keep track of all the stuff to help with that. You know, you can look at some different ways to rebalance your thyroid. You can rebalance it with nutrition and with supplements. Like I mentioned earlier, Brazil nuts are uh, rich in selenium, and that's a crucial nutrient for your thyroid, for the functioning of your thyroid. It's gotten a lot of attention because of fertility, and that can also be tied to normal thyroid functions. But, you know, you can also eat shellfish, especially crab, different kinds of foods that are in composted soils. I think even coconut oil is worth a try for fi- uh, for the selenium. Um, check your iodine levels is another thing that you can do to work on rebalancing your thyroid because our gland depends on iodine to make the hormones. Levels among Americans dropped in half. The uh, iodine levels dropped in half between 1971 and 2000 when bakers in the United States began using bromide instead of iodine as a dough conditioner for making bread. Who knew? Little tip there, you know, so so if, we, if we're on Jeopardy, we'll know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you do want to make sure you're getting enough iodine in your diet. I mean, you can consider supplements. I personally believe, you know, try to just eat a full rich diet. But, you know, copper, zinc, selenium, things like that, that help convert your inactive thyroid hormone T4 into T3, which the T3 is that active counterpart for your thyroid. Those can all help. So if you have like, if you take a 
daily mineral supplement that contains, and this is this is not Kathleen is all of a sudden a pharmacist. This is from <laughs> a nutritionist on Yoga International. But she said, take a daily mineral supplement that contains 500 micrograms to one milligram of copper and 10 to 15 milligrams of zinc and 200 micrograms of selenium. And then increase your vitamin D because, you know, a lot of times we definitely need to take vitamin D to help our thyroid get uh, to drive that thyroid hormone into the core of the cell. Anything else you have on nutrition before I blather on as I'm just kind of blathering today? <laughs> the only thing I suggest for people when it comes to deciding whether or not they need the supplements and which supplements they need is to, first of all, determine if your thyroid is under-functioning or over-functioning, right? Because sometimes adding uh, metals to your body when your body doesn't need the metals can actually cause some backups in other ways. So just being mindful to, you know, have a borderline test done and find out how your thyroid is functioning. Now, I would say when I first had started investigating my thyroid a couple years back, it was borderline, you know, treatable. But I was like, well, I don't want another Rx, we'll say, in my repertoire. I want to try and figure out if I can do it on my own. And that's kind of what started the intermittent fasting journey for me because I was like, what can I do on my own? And I almost wonder when your thyroid started to improve if it was closely related to the time that you started intermittent fasting. Because you've I been intermittent know. fasting now for almost over 18 months, almost two years, if not um, more than two yeah, years. Yeah, I started before COVID. I almost just wonder if there's not some correlation there that we're not seeing because it has been strongly proven that intermittent fasting can help correct a sluggish thyroid without the need for synthetic. Um, oh, I think intermittent fasting is great. We need to do a whole nother episode on that. I think it's a, an incredible tool. Yeah. And so then there, there, part of me is like, now that you said that, I'm like, whoa, I wonder if we could see the correlation. Like we should oh. go back in history and, and <laughs> prove this the correlation. Like, yeah, this was like five years ago. This is when I still lived in Oak Ridge that I thought yeah. I was dying. But I would love to think, but I did dabble with intermittent fasting when I lived in Oak Ridge. But I wish I could get off the friggin' Synthroid because I hate that. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting. So anyway, some of the things that I had pulled out in terms, you know, things we can do to help the thyroid, I kind of grouped it in that same with the fifth chakra is under functioning thyroid, under functioning fifth chakra, how we can help to increase it. Ironically, Ayurveda is going to come to the table here. So we have gargling as part of our morning routine. We have chanting as part of our morning routine, singing as part of our morning routine, pranayama, but specifically pranayamas that are heating or that increase the heart rate, right? And then any sort of flexion and extension exercises for the neck. In this case, anything that is going to help open the neck. So we're thinking about poses where the head is lifted backwards. So up dog, fish pose. We're thinking about any major back bends where we have the chin lifted. And then when we're talking on the flip side, when we want to try and slow the thyroid or slow the fifth chakra because it's over-functioning or hyper, then we want to move towards pranayama that's cooling, that will slow 
slow the heart rate. We want to consider things that will quiet us down, like journaling and meditation. We want to consider yoga poses that are going to also have forward flexion or chin tucked towards chest. So you think of plow pose or shoulder stand, right? Or anytime we're in a posture like rabbit pose where we're tucking the chin in towards the chest. Mm -hmm. So it's so cool because you're here we get to say that yoga gets to be medicine on both sides, mm -hmm. right? Yep, absolutely. And one thing we also have to consider is the structure, how we hold our jaw, how we hold our shoulders, how we set at our desk. All of that can tighten muscles that can kind of theoretically reduce the blood flow to the thyroid and prevent optimal outflow, you know. And so doing a lot of the poses that you just mentioned can help a person create a better posture when they're sitting at their desk, can help them reduce stress and maybe not lock their jaw as much. <laughs> you know. Grit your teeth. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm a teeth grinder. I got to wear a mouth guard. We could do a whole episode on that. But, you know, one thing, thyroid hormones are not a one-size-fits-all kind of a thing. They It does take a while. So if you're like, well, I'm on Synthroid and I haven't been tested for a while, but I feel better, so I quit taking it. Don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. I always thought I wanted to be on Armour, which is the natural Synthroid. It's not as, not regulated. What's, what's the big word I'm trying to think of? It's not, anyway, it's not as stable. It's not as controlled, but as a synthetic one that's made. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can think about. Um, there's a little short thyroid quiz. And of course, Tanya and I are not MDs. We're not DOs. But these are some symptoms that might mean you want to just get your, go to the doctor, get your thyroid check. If you packed on pounds and you can't get them off. Now, this does not take into consideration if you're going to Sonic every day and getting chili cheese fries. It um, but also it, doesn't completely take into account all other hormone-related yeah, issues, right. too. Yeah. So these are just some symptoms that may mean it's off. And if your body feels slow and tired a lot, if you get brain fog a lot, if your reflexes are sluggish, if your hair is dry, it tangles easily or if it fall, falls out, if your joints feel geriatric and you're not, if you wear more layers than anyone you know, and if you're like your hands and feet are always cold. I mean, my hands are warm today, but generally my hands and my toes, oh, toes are ice cold, are generally cold. If you don't feel quite as springy, you know, you don't feel quite as perky as you normally do. If your mood is kind of down, if you just feel slower, even in your thoughts and your reactions, those are just some of the sim signals that you might go, eh, yeah, uh, next time I'm at my doctor, I'll have them to just run a thyroid panel and just see where I am. Sure, for sure. And then in that, of course, I've given tools that are yogic related, Ayurvedic related. Kat's given some supplements and some food ideas, but I think Kat also has some oils and crystals to share. I do. Okay, so I'm just going to give you three oils, and Tanya knows much more about oils than I do, but lemongrass oil and frankincense and myrrh, these are all essential oils that may boost your thyroid health and also lavender essential oil. And these can help with overactive thyroids and thyroid nodules and inner, uh, underactive thyroid. Yeah. Mm. The same holds true basically for any of the oils that we've mentioned for chakra five in terms of opening the throat chakra versus calming and 
easing. So I like that lemongrass and frankincense, lavender in terms of slowing, but also in terms of opening airways and opening thyroid function, the peppermint and eucalyptus added too. Mm-hmm. And those smell good and they just make you happy. So it's kind of a mood booster also. <laughs> but some of the crystals that can help with your thyroid are selenite, citrine, rose quartz, clear quartz, amethyst, and tiger's eye. Mm. And if you live in Tanya's area, I bet she has every one of those at her studio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But those are all some that help with that. Also, um, what is the blue one? uh, Lapis lazuli. Lazuli. Mm -hmm. That one is another one that um, can help stimulate the throat chakra that can help you communicate more effectively. And that in turn helps with the thyroid. I did not ever make the association until just now, the supplement that is probably most helpful to the thyroid is selenium and selenite is the crystal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. They come, I'm guessing, from the same carbon footprint. I love that. That is amazing. I did not know that. Well, look at you. I know I didn't make that association uh. until just now. So, hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. So there you go, uh. friends. Just think about it that way. Find yourself some selenium and some selenite and you should be good to go. <laughs> Absolutely. I do have a couple of books. Um, I've got Yoga Cures by Tara Stiles. And this one doesn't have tons on the thyroid, but it does have the thyroid imbalance yoga cure. And it's got some yoga poses for that. It does talk about, you know, some of the poses that we went over ourselves. And it gives a very brief overview about Iyengar and what he how he believes that some of these poses can affect this one, can affect that. And then the one, the book that Tanya and I reference fairly often is Yoga as Medicine by Timothy McCall. And it's got all kinds of good stuff in there. So if you don't have a copy of that book, you just need to get it. And then every time we say it, you can go, I got it. Yeah. And then of course, if you want to reference the Iyengar book that Tara Stiles references in Yoga Cure, it's The Path to Holistic Health by Iyengar. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So go get that thyroid checked, people. Happy thyroid, happy life. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.